0: This is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast.
1: Episode number 78. Madeline, what is your definition of influence? Influence is something given to you by others. Right. So
0: how can I get some of that? Hmm.
1: So many people want to be influencers, and you can get there by being a good listener and trying to help as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we've come up with three steps that we found over the years were critical to building our own influence. And we want to share them with you today. They are build a community of peers, create valuable content, and get the help of a mentor. And we're going to unpack those for you right now. Are you ready to do that, Madeline?
1: Let's do it. Let's do these steps. So we'll start with step one building a community of peers. Now you need a tribe of peers and of champions to help get to the next level. But how do you go about doing all that? Um, You know, with all the things that I do, Kimmy, I build these communities and I have people that are interested in my message and I try to keep them very engaged. But there's so much to all this. and And like one of the things that I'll do is I go to conferences and I go to events and I know you do the same. And it's such a great way to go connect with people, especially when you already have something like I've got my Twitter chats and there's nothing better than going to a conference, like say social media marketing world and seeing all these people that I've been tweeting with all year and get to see them in person and give them a hug and hang out, high five, all that. So it's so awesome to connect with people that are where you're at and also who are above you that you want to, you know, see how you can help them, you know, people that are where you want to be, right? I mean, how, how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you this, that, you know, over the time when you, whenever you start interacting a lot online, so the first step really is to interact a lot online, right? And get to know people. And that really was the way I got started. I actually made a habit of going out and going to different blogs at the time because it was blogging back then. But you can go to different social media, you know, and read people's updates and really interact with them and talk to them on a regular basis. And over time, you get to know each other. You start to feel like you actually know that person. And there just comes a time when you do want to go to an event and meet these people because you just want to see them. You want to know who they are. So I think, you know, believe it or not, the in real life events are still super powerful. I mean, why are we still having tons and tons of conferences? Social media should have gotten, gotten rid of that for us but it hasn't because people still like to connect with each other. And so, yeah, I love going to conferences and really meeting with people that I've really only talked with online.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now, how do we find these places? I have found that word of mouth is super helpful. You know, People know of things like we don't know at all. So by just talking to other people, that's a great way to find events. And also just getting on Google and doing a simple search. You can look for uh, conferences and events, both locally, nationally, and maybe even international if that's something you want to do. What you can do is search for your niche, plus a location, plus convention, mastermind, conference, summit, event, whatever. But, you know, start with that niche. So like with us is social media, so I would put like social media Houston, social media United States, like try different things and see what comes up. But also there are listings that people put together that will list all the conferences and events for your niche or for, you know, whatever it is you're doing or you want to be doing. So I'm always also going to Google and seeking out those kinds of lists. And they're so valuable, Cami, because, you know, you'll find out about events you never even heard of, right?
0: Absolutely, you will. And what's really great is you can say, you're talking about events and stuff like that, say the best social media events in Houston, or the best social media events in the United States, or the best marketing events, or the best cooking events, whatever it is. And somebody's written an article about that, the best whatever. So um, yeah, you'll find 15 or 16 all like lumped together. So it's a great way for you to get those that information. And you do want to listen to what your community is saying to you about the events they're attending, because those are the people you want to meet. So you want to show up where they're at.
1: Definitely. Now, one of the things I love to do is I like to use an event hashtag to connect with community members ahead of time. So say, for example, social media marketing world is coming up soon in March and the hashtag is SMMW19. So what I can be doing right now is being really proactive and getting on the hashtag. You don't have to wait until the day of the event. You can go ahead of time and start connecting with people and And making plans to meet up and start building a community of peers that are going to be attending this big event. It works well for large events, but then you have your social media breakfast, and that's typically the hashtag is utilized during the one hour during the uh, breakfast, the the once a month breakfast event. But you know, you could use it to also connect with people. Maybe it's not a live discussion, but like. Okay, these 10 people were actively participating during the event using this hashtag. I want to go and build relationships with them. I can go mm-hmm. connect with them. So, hashtags can be
0: really powerful. Oh, they're very powerful. And, you know, I think that that's something that if you haven't figured that out yet, definitely realize that that is the way that people organize communities on Twitter, especially. And also, I think to a certain degree, on Instagram.
1: Yeah, definitely. And also you can check out local events at meetup.com. Meetup.com is still around. It's a huge site, so much going on there. And uh, also your events tab on Facebook. There's also a lot going on there. So there's so much with with just this step one of building a community of peers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important that you do have those because your peers are going to be who help you get to the next level as you're moving forward in your your, um, career. So... Um, step two was creating valuable content. And what I found over the years, um, you know, when I've created tons and tons of content or when I created less content is that content is really the center of what people come to you for. Um, you have to have some kind of personalized content that you make yourself that you share. And I know curating content and I do curate lots of content. So don't get me wrong. But when you create your own content, people come to you and see you as the expert in that. So start something like a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, a Twitter chat like Madeline, or a local event like I have and participate with others. You can do some guest posting on blogs. That's really one easy way to create content where you don't have to have your own platform. Or you can be a guest on podcasts or show up on Twitter chats, that alone, like and and creating really good value while you're on a Twitter chat. I mean, those people are really valuable, aren't they? I mean, you have a lot of people on your Twitter chat Um, I'm sure there's some that are there consistently creating amazing content and value, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, what's so great about the Twitter chats is a great way to find people doing what you want to be doing and uh, people that have great knowledge. There have been times, Kimmy, where I've had participants on my two Twitter chats, both Twitter Smarter and Social ROI, that amazed me to the point that I invited them to be a guest. Like they really wowed me that much. So we all have something inside of us that we can contribute and share to help others. So knowing what that is and finding ways to express it, you know, I used to think the only way I could be of value is to do blog posts. And, you know, blogging has been around a long time. My first blog I started was in 2000, which I can't believe was 19 years ago. But blogging has been around a long time. Scary to think it's that, you know, that long ago. but. These days, right, like I do podcasts, I do Twitter chats, I do these other things. Or live stream ri- video. Live mm-hmm. stream video. Yeah, and it's helped me get seen. It's helped me get known, helped me be seen as an influencer. So it doesn't have to be written word. It used to be written word, used to be the thing. But these days, there are so many platforms and ways to get your message out. So for those of you listening, you know what is that message you have inside of you, and how can you get it out there? There's so many ways to create content that's of value to people, so find the best ways to do it and then just go for it.
0: yeah, and I think a lot of people say what what kind of content is best?" and I think that really depends on your interest, right? So whatever niche you choose, you're gonna have to be passionate about continuing with it. So whatever content you choose to kind of focus in on, I mean, I'm talking about the topic here, you're gonna have to think about, can you talk about that thing day after day after day? Do you have enough passion about it? that you can continue with that for a very long time. So you can start small with one thing and build on that. So you don't have to be in all the platforms all over the place to begin with. You can start small. I was just listening the other day to a lady who was talking about how she built her business on just doing one webinar every Wednesday. And last year she did $3 million in revenue um, based on that one webinar. And of course she's done a lot more around it since then, but that's how she started, one webinar every Wednesday. So consistency is also hugely important, right? Just doing it over and over and over again. Social media breakfast, we're coming up on 10 years of um being, you know, in operation. And, you know, that consistency is what has made a difference in like how people perceive me, even I think over time is through, you know, that consistency. Every month we're showing up with a new guest, you know, a new way of a new discussion. And that's really the key in the end. You can make a lot of mistakes. You can learn on the job, if you will. But if you're consistent over time, you're going to just get better and better and better at your craft. Also, you know, you don't want to try to take on more than one or two max um, topics because people will get confused like what you do, you know. So one day you're um, hawking your jewelry and the next day you're talking about health and the next day, you know, you're talking about your Etsy store. (laughs) So you do need to think about like, you know, people like, what does she do for a living or he do? And so I would just recommend that, you know, you really try to pick one thing. And I'm just as guilty of this as anyone occasionally. (laughs) Madeline can attest that I have way too many things on my plate. But the the bottom line is, if you do that, you're going to grow slower.
1: Right, for sure. And, you know, I love that you bring up passion, because, you know, things that we're passionate about, I think is so important to express and not to dilute it with too many different things. Like I'm known for Twitter, and Twitter's my thing. And so you know, I did kind of veer off last year and got really into live stream, like teaching live streaming, doing my Twitter, uh, not Twitter, my um, video star program, which was awesome. But now I've kind of gone kind of full circle back over to my roots of Twitter marketing and even went back to blogging and it, it just started doing a weekly Twitter marketing blog post two weeks in a row now. And you're so right. Consistency is so important and I'm making it my goal every week to have a new article. And I even just came up with, to go even further for this week, I came up with the plan of, it's like, what's the best day of the week? When's the best time? And I always say experiment, but my Twitter Smarter Chat's on Thursdays, right? Thursday at one o'clock Eastern. So my thought is, let me post this Wednesday, like late Wednesday, like Wednesday evening. I can make time for it in my schedule. It totally works for me because it's also gotta be what works with your schedule. And we talked about that today at your Houston social media breakfast, which was awesome, by the way, and congrats on the 10 years. So I'm going to be consistent with every Wednesday evening posting this. So when I have my Twitter chat the next day, I got a great piece of content to share to a community that listens and is interested in Twitter marketing. So, you know, coming up with ways of doing this valuable content is so important. So and experiment. it serves your
0: community. It serves yeah, them.
1: For sure. Yeah. So try things and see what works. And uh, our last step, step number three, is finding a mentor. You know, there's so much you can learn from someone who is already doing what you want to be doing. And I had the opportunity to get mentored by Mike Stelsner from Social Media Examiner. I don't know if all of our listeners here know about that. But this opportunity came about three years ago. And it's interesting because many times people will say, well, how do I find a mentor? And usually it's just go and ask. You know, this is what people will say, go ask people that like make a list of like, who's doing what you want to be doing and go ask. And I've been asked many times by people to mentor them. I'm sure you have as well, Cami, which is very flattering, of course. But this opportunity with Mike Stelsner was so interesting. And I'll just give the short abbreviated version. But He had done a podcast episode and he was at the end of the episode, it was an episode about community and influencers, like influence marketing. And he waited till the end and did this little shout out like, hey, I'm looking to mentor someone to be our Twitter go-to person, not to mentor them on how to be a Twitter marketing expert, but someone who's already there as a Twitter marketing expert, but to mentor them to be someone that we can send people to and someone that we can turn to when we have things we want to share about Twitter. And I normally listen to his podcast every week, but I did not listen to that episode yet. I had not heard it yet. And he purposely did this pitch at the end of the episode so that people would have to listen to the whole thing because that's how he operates. And so I had several people tell me, hey, Madeline, have you heard this new episode? of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm like, no, not yet, but I'm getting to it. It's on my to-do list. And people are like, you need to listen to it because I think he's talking about someone like you. And through many, many hoops that I had to go through and jump through to get this opportunity, I did get it and was mentored by him for several months. And it was an amazing opportunity. And so I can definitely attest to the fact that having someone who is at the place you want to be at who is doing amazing things that you aspire to be doing as well, having someone like them give you a little bit of coaching. And sometimes, you know, these opportunities are available at no cost. And it's amazing. But sometimes you have to pay some money to have it. I mean, there's different things. Uh, Have you had much experience with that, I've I've heard of people that have had to pay to have some mentoring.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've heard of this too. I've never actually paid for a mentor, although I would be willing to if it was the right person to be honest right. with you. I've definitely taken some courses and things like that where I'm not directly working with the person, but because I so much admire what they're doing or I want to learn what they've kind of learned. Also, having that mind of a student. So some of the people will join your courses so like if you join a course and you're in a group because there's a lot of private groups, even if you're not being personally mentored by by the team or by the person who's in, who you kind of join their program. If you are in there providing value to other people in the group, that person is going to notice you. You're going to stand out. It happens. I mean, we have those people in our community. Kyle Hetrick is a really good example of that. And Kyle, I know this is like the third or fourth episode. So buddy. Anyway, but Kyle has been amazing (laughs) because he just jumps in and he helps. And he's like, I got some ideas. I want to get on a phone call with you guys to give you some ideas for what we can do with the community this year. That kind of guy. I mean, you know, we can't mentor him directly every day because we both have pretty tough jobs. But the other day when he needed some advice about a name or something, I jumped on the call with him immediately. So I mean, you're going to earn the right to be in, you know, to get mentored by people. Also, I've done that a lot too. So I've just helped out my mentors, the people that have helped me out. Shell Israel is a really good example of that. He's an author and he's kind of been around for a long time, but he's done quite a number of books. He actually had Twitterville, which was one of the first Twitter books. (laughs) I don't know if you remember Twitterville. Anyway, so, you know, I was just showing up and and commenting on his blog posts and helping him whenever he asked for it and jumping in wherever he needed. And over the years, we became friends, you know, and he connected with me with other people. Rob LaGess is another person like that that I met with. And actually, it was almost a reverse mentor because... He was somebody I reached out to because he was doing some blog posts about one of my clients that were negative, actually. And I um, reached out to him and said, how can we help you? And over, over that, we became friends. And then he moved on, I moved on, and we continue to be friends. And ultimately, he helped me to do a lot of things and, and get my foot in the door through all kinds of different opportunities. One with Twitter, some other things like that, where we were able to work with some of the biggest companies in the world. Um, he was working for Rackspace at the time. So it was, you know, those are the kinds of friendships and, and really that are mentors or masterminds that you can have with people that are right around in your circle, you can grow together. People that are just a step ahead of you, you know, that just have a little bit more access and they're willing to bring you up because you're helpful to them. So I'm sorry to go on and on about that, but that being helpful and yeah. it really does make, it make you stand out. It really does. And then adopting the mind of a student. You don't really actually have to meet with your mentor to be mentored by them, right?
1: It doesn't have to be official. Like it can be a teacher. It can be someone who runs a mastermind. I'm a huge fan of Paul Jarvis. Do you know who Paul Jarvis is? Yeah. Uh-huh. Big fan of his. You know, he has these great online courses. Well, he has a brand new book out called Company of One. And I'm reading the book, but I'm a slow reader, so I'm doing the audio book. I do I buy both. And he's always felt like a mentor to me. Now he doesn't know this because I don't personally know him. And I've never asked him to be a mentor. He's a busy guy. I'm sure he would say no. But then again, now I'm being bad, like I'm not even trying. And maybe I should like ask. But many times we have mentors without it being an official mentor. He's someone I've always looked up to. He's someone who whose newsletter I read every week, I mean, that is one that I will read. I will stop what I'm doing every week that it comes out and read it. I listen to all of his podcasts. like I'm a huge fan. So I feel like he's a mentor to me. I learned so much from him. So it doesn't have to be an official mentor. It can definitely be someone that you just read their books, you listen to their podcasts. And maybe some of you listening, maybe we're, we feel like mentors to you. That's awesome. But yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be official.
0: Yeah, and I know that Madeline and I have talked a lot about starting a mastermind. So if you are interested in that kind of a thing, definitely reach out to us because we're really considering it, and we're still thinking about what would be something that would work really well. That would be a paid mentorship. So I don't think that paid is bad. You know, I mean, it is worth paying for a little bit of somebody's time. And I've heard of people that have said, "Hey, you know, I've paid five thousand dollars for one hour of somebody's time just to get my strategy down." Now, I I don't know if I do that. And I would never ask you guys to do that necessarily. So I would say, you know, you have to look at what's important for you. And and if you know who you want to be mentored by, you can reach out to them and see if they have a program, if they have an opportunity. You might be surprised.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and we have toyed around with the idea of offering some kind of group mentoring program. So if you guys listening feel like this is something that you could benefit from, do let us know because we'd like to talk to you. Now, when it comes to how to building your influence and credibility, we have a couple of these nice little nuggets that I think you'll find really helpful. Be consistent. You know, we've already said that a few times in this podcast episode. So important to be consistent. Be Mm -hmm. present, you know, be present, build relationships. You got to be in that mindset of, you know, building relationships and show you care. Showing you care goes so far, you know, so that's my two cents on that, Cammy.
0: And yeah, realize that you just can't do everything alone. I think that's really the key to this. I think a lot of, especially entrepreneurs, we try to lone wolf things sometimes yes, and just sort of we like do. gut it out, you know, let's gut it out. But the truth is that nothing happens on your own. And if you make it to any kind of level of success, it's on the shoulders and of people that have lifted you up. Do you know what I'm saying? That have helped you to get to that point. So always be you know, mindful of that. In fact, I just put out an Instagram post about that a couple of days ago. And, you know, I'm just like, I am just so mindful of the fact that I'm not where I am by by myself. Like I got here through a number of communities and mentors and people that brought me to this level. So I'm really excited about that. So anyway, we do have a call to action for that today. And as we always do, and we want to find out what you're doing to build your influence and credibility, what's been working for you and what hasn't, We're having a conversation about this in our Facebook group. We have that conversation every week. You can come over and join us. And we're having quite a number of people joining every week. So we're so excited to have our new members coming into the community. Our secret action word, our secret word is action. So all you have to do is you'll you'll go over to Facebook.com forward slash groups, communities that convert, forward slash communities that convert. And you can go ahead and get in there. And plus that link is in our show notes over at communities that convert.com. So we really would love to have you in our community. So if you take that step, we would love to talk to you over there about this. Also, again, we have a pretty good set of show notes on this. So if you want to go back and just kind of see some of the things we talked about, including Company of One and all that, some meetups and so on, you can go over there and check out the resources.
1: Anything else, Madeline? Yeah, Kimmy, I think we should do a shout out to Devana. She does such a great job on our show notes every week. And so she listens to these episodes, she writes out these show notes so that you all can have all this information in a blog post on our website. So I just think we should do a little shout out. So thank you, Devana.
0: Yeah, Devana is amazing. She is my virtual assistant, and she's been working with me for a number of years now. And she is absolutely amazing. So I have never regretted the decision to get a, a virtual assistant to help me out it really has made a huge difference in my business. And she is really mindful of what we do here. And she often gives us a lot of really great feedback. So
1: thank you, Divana. You're amazing. And speaking of not going at it alone and virtual assistants in the same breath here, I want to throw in is that I was always doing everything by myself. And I got a virtual assistant. I've had some off and on over the years, but like I've had one consistently now for the past two years, and it has made such a huge difference in my business. And getting someone who can assist you with just some of your tasks that take too much time out of our day can really be helpful. So definitely recommend it. Can't recommend it enough. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to know more about that, you can do that. And I will actually link to the uh, the service that I use called Virtual, uh, where I got Tafana and where I have been using. I've actually been using that service now for I don't know. Gosh almost eight years, I think. So I'll definitely link to that.
1: And mine was through LinkedIn. So just, you know, somebody randomly reaching out to me through LinkedIn, and it was just awesome. So you never know. Word of mouth can be helpful too. So that's what we have for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. We love doing this every week. We love connecting with you. Do join our Facebook group if you have not done so already, because we would love to chat with you there. And uh, Kami, I think that's it. I think we're going to close this out and we'll come back next week and do it all over again.
0: Oh, absolutely. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.
1: Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar, that's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami, Her Twitter handle is at Camichat and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T.
0: We look forward to hearing from you. Hey Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from the Growth Suite, who sponsors the communities that convert website.
1: Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at the Growth Suite. Dot com, and that sweet spelled S-U-I-T-E.
0: Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Kami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Kami through their website at CommunitiesThatConvert.com.